Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Really? No, really. Really? No, really. Hello and welcome to Really No Really with Jason Alexander and Peter Tilden. You know, when you subscribe to our show, it's like a gift you give to yourself. And more importantly, to us. Today's episode is all about the joy and angst of gift giving, considering the message you want to send with your gift and the importance of context. Plus, Peter gives Jason the most incredible birthday gift, and Jason gives Peter a very unexpected response. Now here's our gift to you, Jason and Peter. No, really. Hey everybody, welcome back. I am Jason Alexander here with Peter Tilden with Jason Alexander. So yeah, I mean... And this is our, uh, what passes for our podcast, Really No Really, where Peter and I explore the things that make he and I say, really, no, really. I mean, so, so you're annoyed, and I'm I'm already a little annoyed. Not at our guest today. I th- I'm, I'm actually very excited about our guest. I'm, I'm annoyed at the topic, because here's our really for the day. And I'm just going to, I'm going to read it to you, because I had to write it down to make sense of it. Peter got Jason a birthday gift that is six months late and no longer has to be paid for, and he still thinks it's a birthday gift. Really? No? Really. (laughs) So I take our friendship seriously. I take friendship seriously. I know you do. And I try and connect and think, what is it? Because you have a lot of stuff. Yeah. What is it that you really need? And as you get older, by the way, the last couple of years, everything has been therapeutic. It's been a thing for his feet. It's been a thing for his feet. As you get older, it's a hospital. I got it's a like, trigger finger. I got a bad knee. It's, un- got it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, Most yeah, of the stuff right. comes with surgical tape that right, I give you as gifts. Exactly right. But I, I helped Jason get a bass because he'd never played bass before. And I thought, you know what? I had seen this gentleman give a clinic years ago, and, and it, he blew me away. Not only because he's one of the best musicians on the planet on the instrument he plays, but also he's just a wonderful human being. And he's been playing since he's a kid and, and has mastered this thing in such a way. So far, no arguments. So, so, I so reach, far, so we're so on I, the same page. So I then reach out to this person and he says, yeah, that would be really, really cool. But he mentions to me that he would like to, to learn acting because he's been in some stuff. And right. I said, this could be a gift to both of you. So you gave me a gift through barter. I actually have to give something in order to receive this gift. This gift gets better and better. Six so months let's, late, let's, let's, cost you nothing. 
and I have to do something Jason says, in order to. Jason says, you know, when a gift is no longer relevant, when it's belated to the point that it's closer to your next birthday. Right. It's this is the gift for my birthday. next birthday. That said, let's put, the, get a gift let's put our either. bickering aside. Can we do that? Because the gift. <laughs> no, that, would, that would be a that's gift. That's the money. That's the show. That's the money. <laughs> <laughs> but I reached out to Daryl Jones, who is the bass player with the Rolling Stones for th- over 30 years. And Daryl's got, I mean, there's a, if you want to see what he's about, he's got a documentary called In the Blood that you can check out. But Daryl, what blew me away is he's playing with the Stones, which is a pretty major gig. That's uh, significant. But I've you hear about Miles Davis, and he played with Miles for a number of years, left, and Miles usually, you're done. You, I like you, you're good, but you never come back. He right. came back. He's that good. Sting's a bass player. Yeah. He stings he bass player. Yeah, right, yeah, that kind of stuff. And he I saw with, the documentary of making the album, and I was like, this guy's great. Pretty <laughs> so. So let's say hi to Daryl. Daryl, I'm so thrilled you're here, man. Man, I'm very happy to be Excited. here. And you came in. Most people, yeah. they don't like us enough to come in. They don't do tell them that. Then others won't come in. Right. Anyway, no, lots come in. Lots come in. No, yeah. we've had quite a few people in. But I thank you for being so gracious to come in. The reason I told Daryl I want him to teach you bass is not, because, you're a beginner, so you don't know that much. But I said, I'm you not know, a beginner. I am an inductee. I'm a, I'm a base meet Jason, Jason meet base. It's starting, it's starting. But, <laughs> yeah. but the bigger issue is for the audience today, I hope it's a gift for them too. Because oh, you're going yeah. to hear, you're going to hear acting tips. No, not you play. <laughs> oh, I see. Acting tips from yeah. Jason to Daryl and then yeah. to Daryl to talk about music. But Daryl, let's, let's run through this for just for a minute, the, the background. Miles Davis, I had a different impression of him, that he was really tough and really difficult to work with. And then I read your stories, and he was like a parent. He looked out for you. But your audition, tell us about your audition for Miles, because it's wild. Oh, no, no. He was, uh, I mean, first of all, he was funny. You know, he started joking with me on the elevator upstairs to the, to the apartment. He says, uh, I'm chewing gum. And he says, uh, give me a stick of gum. And I said, it's my last piece. And he said, you mean you came all the way to New York, and you only bought one piece of chewing gum? <laughs> You know, so he's just starting right, to yeah. And then he said, listen, man, if it doesn't, this doesn't work out, it doesn't mean that you can't play. I think he understood, first of all, you know, that he was this huge figure. Yeah. And knew that, you know, he could, he could end a guy's career yeah. over something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think he wanted to be sure not to do that. But, but generous. But, you know, he was always incredibly generous with musicians. And so the stories that you hear about Miles outside of the music community, people uh. looking inside, are very different than what people will tell you about, you know, the musicians that he played with. He was funny yeah. and, and, and very generous. And even guys who didn't work out in the beginning, he would give them a chance. He wouldn't just, you know, close the door the moment that you did something wrong. He would, he would you know, try to give you a chance to find your place. And your future opportunities, a lot of them came out of that because people saw you with Miles and Figure there. The other story, and then we'll move on from Miles, I love that he called you, tell about when he called you in the middle, like two in the morning. Yeah, you know, called me in the morning, and um, I mean, there's a number of those. But this you know? is when you said when you found a riff, you played a riff, and you yeah, were... yeah, no, the, that first night that I was on stage, I was hoping that I found like, you know, a gem, you uh-huh. know, and I did. I stumbled on it, and after a couple of times, through got it together, and you know, later that night, four o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call, and he says, "Dell, listening to the tape. If you don't play that bass line tomorrow night." On Hopscotch that you played tonight, it's curtains for your ass. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, you know, he was... But that's a dual message. That's, I really liked it. That's play it again, but experiment. Go for it. You know, no, true, true. And it's also a movie reference because that's from a George Raft movie. 
Oh uh, there's, there's a Curtis prison view. break. Curtis view. There's a prison. I, I was watching this movie late one night. Prison break. The the the, the prisoners take a, a hostage and they get on the phone and say, "If you don't let us out." George Raff says, if you don't let us out, it's curtains for his ass. You know, it's something wow. like that. That's exactly right. So now you're, you're, you move on from Miles. You've played with, uh, the list is insane. You played with Madonna. Yeah. Incredible. So now mm. the Stones, you hear, you, you actually wanted to play with them before you got the gig. I wanted to play with Keith Richards, to be really honest. I wanted to play it, with so his you, band. What was it about Keith Richards? That you, there's, you a, there's a record, Talk is Cheap. It's like his, his first solo record, to my knowledge. Um, you know, it's rock and roll, but Bootsy Collins is on the record. You know, it's rock and roll, but, uh, you know, Steve Jordan, who's now playing drums with the Stones, and Charlie Drayton, who's been out with, uh, with Bob Dylan, were in the band. And those were the guys who I knew. And they were like kind of, they were guys coming out of the electric jazz thing, but they, could all, but they also played rock and roll. But it was something about that rock and roll. It wasn't Elvis's rock and roll. It was much more modern, funky. And so I was like, if that's rock and roll, then I want to move over from the electric jazz thing into that too. And so that was, that was, but then another friend got that gig. And then about a year later, a friend of mine from Chicago called and said, Hey man, I hear Bill Wyman is leaving the stones. And I remember thinking, okay. <laughs> so you, you reached out, you have somebody reach out to them? Yeah. I, I, I reached out. I called, you know, the management and said, Hey, you know, I heard you guys might be looking for a bass player. There's a list I'd like to get on. And I later found out that I was kind of already on the list because the Sting movie that we did, we played at the Mogador Theater, um, Mick came, came to the show one night and I met him. And when I auditioned for the Stones, he said, remember we met? And I was like, no, I forgot yeah. that I met Wait, you. You were the guy with the lips, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I remember you know? a guy, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. So now you're going to that to audition. Isn't that dawn? I mean, you know you're good. I play with Miles, but you're walking into the Stones <laughs> for an audition. Well, it's kind of it's kind of both, you know. It's, I mean, first of all, I play with Miles Davis. Nothing going to really be scary <laughs> to a point. I mean, of course, there's always some nervousness, you know. I, I imagine for you, you know, you walk into a you know a new thing, you know. There's a, you know, yeah. it, it, it almost feels like it's healthy. Yeah, that there's a little bit of you know yeah. you, you know uh, nervousness, 
But at the same time, you've been there before. Right. You know? And again, they were completely charming and, and, and uh, put me at ease. Mick, first thing Mick said to me, he says, remember we met? And I said, yes, of course. He said, listen, if you don't know the songs, we'll teach you the songs and then we'll have the audition. It doesn't get, you know. They all do that. I got to yeah. tell you, I was at a benefit one time mm -hmm. and we were all, the group of us, we're all actors and we have to do six McCartney songs, six Beatles songs. Sir Paul comes in for the music rehearsal and he goes, um, all right, so we're going to try one like this. And he's like, yeah, and he sings it, right? And we're like, uh-huh. And then he starts singing the next one. And Christina Applegate, who has more chutzpah than any 20 people I know, interrupts him and goes, I'm sorry, Sir Paul, Sir Paul, are you under the impression we don't know these songs? Because <laughs> I'm pretty That's sure great, we but... could just burst into 12-part harmonies right, right now. Right, so, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so now you're with the Stones. The audition mm -hmm. is what? The final audition? Uh, I did two auditions. I did, I did, you know, playing through all the hits, Brown Sugar and all, you know, all of those things. And um, I got a good feeling, and I thought, if they felt as good about it as I did, I'll, I'll hear back. And a few, you know, a few months later, I heard back, and I went and auditioned on the music that they had written in between that time that became uh, the songs on Voodoo Lounge. So you ended up on that So album? I ended up, you know, playing, like, well, we wrote this new song, you know, figure something out for this. And, and you know, I played through that stuff, and it was then that they do asked you, me. When you're, so now you're in the Stones, you're a little comfortable doing the recording. Do you go, I got an idea, or do you just shut up and play what they tell you to play, or... No, you just play the idea. Oh. You don't ask, you know. Yeah. You just do it. You just play the idea. And they're good with all of it. Well, and if it works, you know, kind of everybody can kind of feel if it works, you know. Or if somebody, you know, if Mick says, well, you know, try something else. Try something a little bit more steady or, or you know, or boom, boom, boom. You know, just but, iconic But to go, to, to go back a certain step on something like that. So I, I was so um, fascinated. I went to the Motown Museum you know, mm. when I was in Detroit. And... That was the first time I learned that there was a house band and artists would bring in stuff that it, it was the song, but it wasn't the song. Not yet. And these guys would go, boom, dum, 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 dum. And that is the hook. That's, That's how right. we know that song. Yeah. But they never got no credit. There, credit. There's Nothing. no writing credit. Right. There's no, that's the song. Yeah. What I mean, and do I you realize, find yeah. yourself in that position where you're creating such an iconic part of a tune, but you you never get to carry that. And there goes say, that face again. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, sometimes it's yeah. that way. Sometimes, sometimes it's written. The line is already written. Sometimes it's 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 even though it's not written, it's 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 kind of said that uh -huh. this should be what the bass does. And right. sometimes you're making something up. You know, just but off you know the top what? Of your head. I didn't realize it to what Jason said. Mm. That's the job of a studio musician. Like Michael Jackson, exactly. I think he said Michael Jackson beat it with three chords. Right. Yeah. Somebody came up, well, a studio musician came up with, dun, 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 right. dun, 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 dun. that's the song. Yeah, right. But yeah. not, there's so yeah. much more. Yeah, no, absolutely. Wow. That's what musicians do. That's what, you know. And there's even an interview where, I, I believe I'm right on this, I, I could be wrong, but I, 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 somebody was interviewing Michael and they went, how'd you come up with that bass line? He went, oh, you know, I just kind of, and he said, and, and Claimed it is his. Now, maybe it was his. I well, don't know. But, but I, the, you know. Well, he may be even, he's not even thinking in that way. He's, saying, he's thinking, I sang what I sang to the, to the musician, right. what you just sang. And yeah. the musician was the one who was able to say, okay, what he's singing it, gives it, me it, a feeling. It's my interpretation. But that's not going to work. Right, so I've got to right, right. yeah. do something to it to make it work in this situation. So I got to say, for me, I, I, 
when people are complimentary about uh, how funny the Seinfeld show is, mm-hmm. and they say it was you four guys, it was you four guys, I go immediately to the writers threw the ball to the two yard line. Anybody right. could fall into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, you know, I can see to you, hey, Daryl, do it. I got to sort of, mm, uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, uh. and if you turn it into something iconic, my feeling is, if I'm the artist, I'm going, I had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. That was Daryl Jones, mm-hmm. man. He yeah. came up with this. But and then your agent calls and your that. publisher, and they go, yeah, he had nothing to do with that. Yeah, I just don't yeah. hear, I, in, in your world, I don't hear artists giving it up like that. No, no, no. And, and, and the same thing, you know, in a way, uh, when we talk about, you know, how funny, you know, the, the, the show is, we don't talk about, oh, that, those writers were so funny. Sure. We talk about how you're so funny. Sure. You know what I mean? But, you know, uh, at least on our show, I Mm -hmm. think all of us were very quick to go, yeah, we had, (laughs) we're standing on the shoulders of a giant. Right, right, yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And again, and, and, you know, you think about playing with Sting, um, you know, the songs that he wrote were great, great vehicles. So it's almost, it's a kind of symbiotic thing where he, you know, he's throwing us, he's throwing us a nice, slow Pitch <laughs> yeah, right, right down in the, the middle. It's yeah. like who can't hit that out of the park? But if 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 I played something and Miles, you know, but Miles was sneaky with that. Like I remember being on stage one night and I played something and Miles looked at me and went, "What?" <laughs> and I played it again and he went, "Oh, a, y- a yawn like, Yeah, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yawning now because you played the same thing again. Oh, you see what I mean? You know? Ooh, oh, oh, and then you got to go on playing. The guy yeah, just did it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would be destroyed. I'd be in a, yeah. in a fetal position. No, 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 no. I mean, it's just stay sharp. It's like, yeah. I'm digging what you're doing, yeah. but still stay sharp. Here's what's you know? amazing to a, a remedial like me. They're having this conversation, and the notes are still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be B-flat, A, G-flat, half yeah. note, da, 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 you know I mean? Now, with the Stones, does that happen where they look at you? Because, you know, on stage, I've seen you with the Stones a number of times. And there's that whole where you get your back up against uh, Charlie, you know, it's that whole thing where you're doing a thing and he's going on grooving. Yeah, you're grooving. Is that choreographed like that's at, uh, eight minutes in every night? Oh, no, or, no, no, no. Or do you really, do you get the, the no. hit back from them? I don't know. It's, a, it's a, you know, it's a, all of that stuff is an improvisation. Rock and roll is, um, there's an irreverent nature about it, you know, and it's different in the way from, you know, a show tune or a jazz tune. Um, it's there's a little particularly with the rolling stones man there's a little bit of round uh, a square peg in a round hole you know and that quirk is part of it it's almost like when you go to a wedding and the band particularly wedding of a musician band's going to be incredible <laughs> and they play a stone song and you're going something's not right about it doesn't have that little level of chaos right i was just going to say you have to have confidence, but you use that term chaos a lot, that there needs to be surprise, chaos, yeah. innovative, which leads to innovation and stuff like that. Right. Is that every night? So I'm curious about, you're standing on stage with the Stones, and that's true. I played in a band in high school and college. Everybody plays Stone songs. They sound like Stone songs minus the excitement and the level of professionalism. When they, when they light up and they plug in, even in a rehearsal and just screwing around, when you're doing a B-flat blues or something, does it still sound like this? Is it a thing? Does it sound like, oh my God, they, yeah. this is special? So it's that different. It's that energized. It's that much yeah. more. It's, you know, every night's a little bit different. You know, Keith doesn't play the same thing twice. You know, he's. Does he know he's not playing the same thing twice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. No, no, no. You'd be surprised, man. You know. They're on yeah. it, right? Yeah. Oh, Are no. they? Oh, wait. So, okay. Jason and I went on tour. We did a, a comedy tour. And they asked us, do you want a rider? And we felt, who are we? Right. We don't need 
Yeah. And then I found out why you do need a writer, because I think it was at the Count Basie Theater in New Jersey. Our dinner was provided by a mother and daughter with a crockpot in the basement um, because we didn't have a writer. And Jason and I looked at each other and went, you know, we should write some things down that maybe we want to eat because who knows what we're getting. We're getting a ligament sandwich somewhere else. Right. It's frightening if you don't do it. What is, what is the Rolling Stones writer like? I can't even imagine. Well, it's there are more than one, you know. Yeah, There's I was going to say. Things that every, yeah. you know. So what kind of stuff is backstage? I can't even imagine. Well, there used to, you know, it's, it's changed over time, but there used to be a huge snooker room, you know, backstage. With a snooker table? With a snooker. Well, they would make a room, you know, out of you know, oh curtains. Oh, my and, God. And that was one of the things that was around for a while. We had the the banks of, of the, the video racing games where you sit down, and that was around for a while. That They've kind of cut back on and that kind of wise? stuff. But in terms of food, you know, Keith has what he loves, you know. Mixed, what does he love? What's, what's, like, what's Keith eating? I think everybody knows it, so it's not like I'm giving, you know, shepherd's pie. He's, oh, okay, I'm like, shepherd's, shepherd's pie. pie. You know, I'm British. They don't cook, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, there's so much food backstage, but I have also, you know, me and Chuck Lavelle, keyboard player, we we share a dressing room, so we have our rider, you know. Only green m is, uh, is that what it is? I don't like, I don't like the blue ones. I, I really I, I don't, don't like blue, But you yeah, know the story, yeah. you know what the reason is for that, right? Yeah, so that's what they read the rider. Yeah, but right, so what's on yours? What do you ask for? No, green salad, uh, you know, pistachios. But I have to have, you know, pre-cracked pistachios because I, you know, you I don't go. want to crack them myself. Do you know how much pistachios cost? Do you, you take them home every, you know after every game you're, you're filling your You know what's so sick? On my right, the food on my right for personal appearances would make it seem like I am the cleanest, healthiest eater on the planet because right. I'm embarrassed to go, well, you're right. <laughs> I'd like a cheesecake and, a, you know, I'm too embarrassed. So I eat better backstage than i eat anywhere and how else. the hell i gotta tell you 79 make 79 keith is 79 ron is 75 and you stand there what are the shows two hours almost two hours 210 something like 210, that. and yeah. he's moving the entire yeah. show is he being injected with some kind of embryo thing is there <laughs> no. something we don't know about no, no, is there just, what's going on because you know, that's impossible it really is impossible you know it's interesting because i you know i asked keith i mean uh mick once about the fitness thing and he said to me, he says, well, you know, my dad was a phys ed teacher. He said, when I was a kid, he didn't ask, when, I, when he came home from work, he didn't ask me, did you do your homework? He said, did you run? Or did you hike? Wow. So it's in, you know, it's kind of one of those things where the, yeah. the, the lessons that you learn when you're a kid, you, you know, you develop but, them. But, and then, but, of course, when you're you know, teens, you get away from them. Yeah. You're playing SoFi and Stadium. You back, you and know. the stage, the, 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 the thing goes out to the audience a mile and a half. The stage, I don't know if people, if you haven't been to a stone show, the stage is really huge, yeah. wide. And he's running from one end to the other, yeah. out, and he's never off. He doesn't yeah. go back and take a break. Yeah. That's the entire time. And yet he still can't get no satisfaction. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
it. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. <laughs> All right, so so let's let you ask him some questions about acting because uh, as I mentioned off the air, but you didn't get to hear it on. Uh, Daryl has performed. He was in uh, was it in '97 Gridlock? You played a panhandler. You were in the Village of Dam playing a patrolman. Well, I will tell you first of all, you know there there's many different kind of actors I, I've worked with and you have met and we have all appreciated actors that know jack nothing about how the sausage gets made. Right. They are empathetic observers. They have tremendous access to their emotions uh, and, and, or, or, and or some powerful charisma. And they are just natural performers. And there's those kinds of actors. And if I was to teach them what I know and what I teach, I'd mess them up. Okay, right? Right. I'd get yeah. them in yeah. their head and their, their, their natural instincts would be shattered. But what I was flabbergasted to learn when I went to college as a theater major, I thought acting, and I had been acting since I was, you know, 11 years old. I, I turned professional when I was 14. Okay. Here I am at 17, 18 in college as an acting major. I thought acting was, imagine who would be really good in the role you're playing and then imitate them. That's what, oh. that's what I thought acting was. And I get to college and they start to introduce the tools of an actual craft. And that was mind-blowing to me. And I think the average person who does not study the craft of acting would be surprised to know that there are actually tools and craftsmanship to it. So it all depends on what kind of actor you are and what you, know, what you want to do. Um, because a lot of what I teach, and I, and I mean this sincerely, I, I, I can screw an actor up as quickly as I can take them to another level, oh, depending on, on, on how they do their thing. Right, I see, what I, see. I talk about when I teach is for most of, most of what actors are engaged in, here's what happens. Two or more people meet, and they try and make each other do stuff. That's what most storytelling is. Mm -hmm. right, you're right. So my job, we all have the words, the text, when we walk in. The collaboration that I believe an actor brings is what, what makes it something that we're not just reading, but actually we have to see and experience. It's the actions. That's why I believe we're called actors. We emote, but we're not called emoters. We speak, but we're not called speakers or orators. We're called actors. We bring action to dialogue. Oh, so actions to me are behaviors, verbs. And what I get actors to do is I, I talk about what are you actually doing when you're saying these things? What actions are you playing? What verbs? Because they're not ideas. They're not like I'm playing love. I'm playing sexy. You go, you can't, mm -hmm. you can play to seduce, but you can't play sexy. Right. So, um, what actions are you playing? How are you using your body? That part of your instrument to convey that part of your storytelling. And here's the real thing that I focus on. A lot of actors pick the best actions for their performance. Cause that's what they care about. What am I doing? When you go into work and you start to think, what 
can I get my partner to do? What can I offer my partner? What's the great mm. choice for my partner in this scene? Then they make a great choice back, and all of a sudden, that game of ping pong or tennis goes to a much higher level. So that's, that's what I teach. Every artist, I, I think, regardless of the medium, is, is at the end of the day, we're telling a story. Right. You do it through that beautiful thing, and through song, and through lyric. I do it through text. Dancers do it through movement. Right. Painters and artists do it through paint or whatever medium they're working in. But we're all telling stories. And therefore, the crossover between the tools we have to tell those stories, you will find are very similar. Yeah. The, the, the fact that I do it on a spoken word and Daryl does it on a stringed instrument is the least important thing. Sure. What we're doing to make those things sing is the most important. Daryl, do you get... You ever get uh, called out by a kid or something that saw you, that was moved by you, and wants to know something? Not a fan of the Stones thing. It's more of a fan of the music thing. And how do you do this? Can you explain this to me? Does that happen a lot? Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but 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 from time to time, you know, I've had people come to me and say, um, or even you know, like experienced, you know, you know, you know, bass players come to me and say, man, you know, what really struck me about the gig was was um not your solo or not the you know the feature that you're featured in but that every note that you were playing seemed to be endowed with you know with all this feeling and, and you know and like that when when you know i remember this guy wrote me this long email about that and i was like that's maybe the finest compliment that i've ever that you play you know, with that total I, you know, intention you're totally that, yeah, present you know that you're you know that every note is there's no wasted you know i'm not you know there's no frills there's no tricks it's like this is the you know this is and in, in a way it's like you say this is how i feel about this and and if that if i'm doing that properly then it it goes out you the know? level of so we get to hear the love the joy you could go see the stones and there's a lot of moving parts that you don't even you take for granted about what's going on up on stage Can I, before we, we start rapping mm -hmm. charlie while well, he just lost charlie mm -hmm, um yeah. and I, always, I hear about it all the time. You hear the, the talk about, I'm locked in, I'm locked in. It's always mm -hmm. the drummer and the bass player. What does that exactly mean? Because I'm sure you played with guys where you just don't lock, no matter what it is. Um, you're playing with them, but it's just not happening. It won't happen. But some guys you do, and automatically it happens. You know, I've been really lucky with that, man. I've played with so many of the great guys. It's rare now that I play with somebody who doesn't you know, who is not trying to give in that way. So what was it with Charlie? With Charlie, the lock -in? Charlie was, it's, it was it's this interesting thing because again, he was this really steady, you know, musician, but there was, but it was also quirky, you know? And, and, and again, like I say, you can have, an, you know, another great, you know, Steve Jordan, who's taken, you know, is, is, is you know, playing in his place now is a, I guess you would consider a much more, um, educated and learned musician, he can't recreate the same kind of chaos or the same kind of quirkiness mm -hmm. that Charlie did. Char Charlie Charlie Watts was um, um, really an enigma. Charlie, you know, Charlie collected very particular cars, very particular uh, antique cars, but he didn't drive. You know, he was a very public, you know, you know, but he was a very private person. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, 
there were these contradictions about also, the clothing. So, I never knew that sartorially he loved clothing. Oh right? no, man! You know, you never saw anybody as when Charlie was dressed up, really dressed up. It's rare to see someone that dressed wow. up with everything in the right Immaculate, place right? without it being making him look like a mannequin. I mean, yeah, he, he, yeah. he was very comfortable. Yeah. So, do you guys hang you know? like when you were on tour with Stones? Oh man, me and Charlie. Who's hanging? You hanging, hanging, shopping, shopping for clothes. He would take me to his his shirt tailor in Tokyo and his 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 shoe cobbler and uh, <laughs> or shit, I don't even they they called cobblers at that level. Oh my know, gosh, upper level, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, how much does a, a pair of shoes cost from his shoe cobbler? Um, cleverly, um, cleverly shoes. You know, you can get a pair of shoes for a couple couple of thousand yeah. pounds. Yeah, that's what I want from my gift. That's what I want from my birthday gift. Let's get back to gifts. I'm going to get you handmade. This turned out to be a very nice gift. Although it wasn't a gift. Handmade Crocs is what I'm getting you. Handmade Crocs. Yeah, handmade Crocs. Everything you give me is a Croc. Wow, you know. Let me tell you something. By the way, look at this. Look at your gift. This is magic. This is fantastic. This is magic. No, that's Daryl. Magic played basketball. I know, but this is just the music, what he has. What he has. Yes. Is magic. But let me just understand. It's emanating. It's oozing. I like just want to. I want to. I want to bring us back to. Is this so? Is this the gift? This was my birthday gift. This is it. This was it. J yes or no? It's a yes or no. It question. was your birthday. This was my birthday gift. Happy birthday to me. Um, I I'm going to be gifting you in the same way about seven and a half months after your birthday. <laughs> um, I want to ask you about some gifts. I have gift uh, things for you. Best gift you ever got. Best gift you ever got. Daryl, you can play too. Best gift you ever got. Anything? Nothing. Boy, I can't say I can't think of the best gift. I've asked Daryl because I got to think. Best of gift you ever got? Man, music. Well, sure. Well, but I, it you is know, sometimes I think about I yeah. think about if I had made you know done something else, and I could almost shudder, man. I, it you know, every day I go and play with musicians and hang out with. It's not just playing with musicians. It's that whole the whole thing, man. Is musicians but didn't are you such get, incredible? I, you, you just you know, made me remember. I my first guitar. I always wanted a guitar. Because I had piano lessons as a kid, I hated it because I had a good ear, and I would play it by ear, and the piano teacher said he's not reading, he's playing by ear. But my dad punished me, I got an SG guitar, Gibson SG, and he wrapped the case up, the neck, in a rope, and put it in the attic. And they would go out on the weekend for dinner, and I'd unbuckle it, because it was a soft shark case, and slide it out the bottom, and play. And slide it back in. And then when he gave it to me finally, about a month and a half, two months later, he was shocked thought I was a prodigy <laughs> that I could actually play some things. So like, was that the best gift you I ever got? I think that was a pretty good, that I, was always, a good I, gift I wanted, good. yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody right. who's influenced by the Beatles, you wanted, yeah. you wanted something. That's that a real that. gift. That's a yeah. good gift. What's the worst gift you ever got? What's the worst? Worst gift you ever got? I mean, worst gift I ever got? Yeah. I don't remember it. Uh, yeah. Can I, 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 I will tell you, if my wife were to answer this question, it would be any attempt her husband has made to give her clothing or jewelry in 43 years. I know the woman 43 years uh, on half a dozen Can't occasions. I've tried to surprise her with a gift of some sort of clothing or jewelry. And all I get is, you just don't know me, do you? You yeah, just well, don't know me. You got to ask her best friend. You. Right. Listen, I'm sure the, the professor, Mr. Guggelheim, was, there was an abundance of things in this episode. Anything you'd like to point out for our audience? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is who wrote the baseline to Thriller. Who wrote the oh, baseline right. thriller? Rod Temperton. Rod Temperton. He wrote the song and he he has taken credit oh, for that. Oh, he did take credit. Okay. Okay. Mm. The baseline was was written first, then the chords oh, came. Okay. Yeah. All right. Also, I was researching proficient guitarists with small hands. Oh. 
Angus Young. Who Angus is Young the, has uh, tiny oh, hands? Angus Young apparently has tiny hands. Nancy Wilson. Of Heart uh, has tiny Heart. hands? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul Simon. Paul apparently. Simon, tiny hands. <laughs> yes. Uh, Prince. Prince, tiny, really tiny, like a size zero, tiny. Like, wow. Yeah, no, he was, he was, uh, the word is diminutive, I think. Diminutive. diminutive. <laughs> but, but like, we go, wow. No. I just want to say, uh, that that may be all well and good, David. Look at my hand. I, I have a five-month-old grandson. His hands are almost this yeah. big. Yeah, oh, my God. David, Anything else, David? Anything else we should be aware of? Uh, I do have some famous gifts throughout time, or we could get into the unwanted gift problem that we have in this country. The unwanted gift? Uh, according to a 2022 study by Finder.com, it was expected that Americans spent almost $8.3 billion on unwanted gifts. Unwanted gifts. That's gifts. a shame because we're entitled. We, 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 you know, Give me I, an example of an unwanted gift. Anything that you've purchased your, your, for your wife. Anything you return. <laughs> <laughs> David, well, I did spend $8.3 Well, yeah. but, but they do say that uh, 49% of Americans say that clothing and accessories were the gifts that they unwanted the most. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody knows. So when yeah. you do actually get me oh, God. an actual gift, don't go with that clothing. That was enough already, didn't I give a shit? It's like, wow, wow. Ladies and gentlemen... It has been a gift coming to you today on this episode of Really? No, Really? Really? No, Really? Really? No, Really? As another episode of Really No Really comes to a close, I know you're wondering, what was the most expensive single gift ever given? That answer in a moment, but first let's thank our guest, Daryl Jones. Follow Daryl Jones at DarylJones.com, on Instagram and Facebook at Daryl Jones Bassist. You can find us online at ReallyNoReally.com. We're also on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and threads at ReallyNoReallyPodcast. Please check out our full episodes on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and tick that bell so you're updated when we release new videos. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing the show. We release new episodes of Really No Really every Tuesday, so make sure to follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And all kidding aside, it would be so meaningful if you subscribe to our show. And now, the most expensive single gift ever given would have to be the world-famous Taj Mahal. The ivory-white marble structure is actually a tomb the Emperor Shah Jahan built for his wife, Mumtaz Mahal. Approximately 20,000 artisans and laborers worked for 23 years to complete it, during the years 1631 to 1654. The cost during those years was 32 million, which would translate in today's economy as about 35 billion. And since the emperor's wife was deceased, she never even saw this amazing tribute to her honor and memory. And I would assume the emperor never got a thank you card. Really No Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.